From Pain to Purpose is a show that will bring inspiration, love, and healing to your lives. It's a show that will teach you that your trials and tribulations in life is only temporary and that it's only preparing you for your greatest calling. A show that will give you the courage to share your story with the world and not care what others may think or say. For your story is the key that will unlock someone else's prison. What was meant to kill you, God used it to prosper, restore, and strengthen you. To always remember that without pain, your purpose cannot be fulfilled into the power that God has ordained you to walk in. From Pain to Purpose by Aisha Monique. Stay tuned. Speak your truth. Today on the show, we have Miss Libby. Welcome to the show, Libby. What's up, what's up? So, tell us a little bit about yourself, Libby. Okay, so, um, first off, um, I'm from Savannah, Georgia, born and raised. Uh, moved to Maryland for like six months um, when I was younger. Then came back. Uh, moved to Atlanta for a year, came back, and planned on moving back. Um, I'm a twin. Wow. Yes, <laughs> I'm a twin. Um, um, my mom has four kids. I'm the third. Um, twenty three years old. Um. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you have a twin sister or a twin brother? Twin sister. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Night and day. Oh, wow. United Day, most definitely. Okay. So, tell us a little bit about some traumatic experiences that you've experienced in your life. Hmm. Okay. So, all right. So, uh, let's see. First off, one of the biggest things that ever happened to me was uh, being without a father for eight years. Well... Longer than that, you know, in and out of prison. Um, that's one thing. Um, it brought a lot of pain because my mom had to, you know, take care of us by herself. Even though, you know, in the beginning it was it was really rough. Uh, because um, at the time, you know, she didn't have a degree. She was working CVS or a dog vet and, you know, trying to make ends meet, basically. Uh, but she ended up getting to school. Uh, to be an RN, which made things a lot better for us, you know. Um, but I do appreciate her for you know being able to have a roof over our head and making sure we had food in our mouth. Um, so without a father, it was really hard. You know what I'm saying? It was really hard because you don't have. Okay, I was I'm a tomboy, you know. So my thing was before you know music, but. I was playing basketball. So, you know, I always was like, man, I can't do it. I can't do it because, like I said, my mom was in school trying to be an RN. I didn't have a father to go out and try to help me, you know, practice or anything. So I was trying to, I was really trying to give up, but I never stopped. Um, but that was one thing. Also, while he was in prison, my grandmother took care of us. My grandmother, Lay, she took care of us. And, you know, one day I was chilling 
at the house and I was at my aunt's house and I called. It something about me is just that I always get a feeling about something before it happens. Um I called her phone and when I called her uh house phone, um they had to let me know like uh something something basically they was letting me know like yeah, something going on, something going on. I'm like, well, what's going on? You know, nobody want to say anything. They hung up the phone. So all night I couldn't sleep. The next morning I finally got like 30 minutes of sleep. Somebody called the phone and all I hear my sister say, my twin sister's like, Grandma dead. What? She, what? You know, like I knew, you know. And right then and there was like, that shit crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she was only... 54, you know what I'm saying? She That's young. young as hell, you know what I'm saying? That was real young. But she went through a lot, you know what I'm saying? Abuse uh, by my grandfather. I never met him a day in my life. Um, her her husband that, you know, I, I that was in our life from day one, you know, my grandma went through a lot, but she was a strong woman, you know? Her son being in prison, not being able to be there for his kids, so... Um, that was one thing. Then a year after that, I have a grandmother that's 97 years old. And to be honest with you, I never thought that, you know, all these years going by, she turned to 90, 91, 92, 93, you know what I'm saying? And I never thought like she would, uh, she would never pass away. Never did. You know, it it, it just felt impossible because. How all these years go by, you think that she make 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 it to a hundred? So, um, like I said, I always got a feeling about something. Like when something not going right, I always had a feeling about it. So she was in hospice, and every other day we were going to see her. Monday we went to go see her. Wednesday we went to go see her. Friday came, and um, I I woke up out the blue, and I texted a friend of mine and was like, "Are you up?" Um. And then I laid back down and, like I said, went to sleep again. A couple of minutes after that, my mom come in and asked, like, y'all ready? Y'all, y'all want to wake up? And I'm thinking, you know, because I'm still in high school at the time. I'm thinking, like, well, damn, are we, are we late for school? <laughs> but I, I know she wanted to come, came in there, that, that call. She was yeah. like, get y'all ass so <laughs> Y'all missing school. So <laughs> so she was just like, um, y'all. So I seen the tears in her eyes. I'm like. I knew right then and there my great-grandma was going, and she was the rock of the family. Like, when I tell you I was so hurt to have both of the, uh, that happen. Back to back. Back to back, you know, it was it was hurtful. You know what I'm saying? It was it was hurtful. And um, to be honest with you, I thought, like, at that point, like, I didn't want to do nothing. Like, at that point, I was just like, man, fuck everything, you know. So like, you fell into more, like, depression? I, yeah, I was I was, I was, was a depressed child. I'm not going to lie. Like, the B1 man, they is just, like, amazing because <laughs> growing up, man, it was rough. Like, it was really rough. Um, First off, like I said, I got a twin sister, and then I played so much in school was so bad that, one, you know, I, I thought that I was going to be able to go to the next grade without even being in class. I go to school the day, the first day of school. Those people like, oh, no, baby, you need to go. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's embarrassing. You know, that was embarrassing. So that brought down my little self-esteem a little bit. But I still overcame that. Um, And, you know, so as I got older, a lot of other things happened. Um, As far as, like, relationship-wise, um... Okay, so basically, 
And in high school, when I was in 11th grade, I met uh, this guy. Mm. I never really was a relationship type, you know what I'm saying? And I met this guy, okay? And he was the sweetest guy ever, you know what I'm saying? And um, when we met, I knew, like, when I looked at him, I'm like, yeah, he, he the one, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm still young doing me, you know. So when I met him, um like I said, he was an angel. And I really took that for granted. Um and I and I and I regret it. Um how I took it for granted was in it like I wanna break out, I wanna take a break. I wanna take a break every other couple of months, you know? Being childish. Being childish, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so uh this what this one time okay he he ended up texting me like oh man I, I, you know I'm tired of this like I, I'm going to find somebody else and really I thought he was playing so I didn't even text him back until later on that night and I text him I'm like come over and come see me let's talk he was like you think I'm playing like I'm serious and, he, and right then that was like oh my fucking god like I lost my angel so I'm not gonna lie to you that put me into depression too because I'm like I won't find nobody like him you know I would not be able to find nobody like him so. What I did was, to be honest, I was like, God, if that that that's who you sent for me, send him back. I'm gonna do right, you know. He ended up getting a new girlfriend, um, but in the meantime, he was still contacting me. Uh, so what I did was I met a friend, you know, and me and this friend is growing, we growing, we growing, and he comes back in my life. Okay. He leave the girl alone. Then at this point, he's like, yeah, I want to be serious. You know, I love you. We've been together for five, you know, five years, going on five years. Um, Let's take it serious. Let's get married. So I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, okay. You know, but at the same time, I'm still like, I'm not going to be able to get married at 21 years old, 20 years old, 21 years old. Um, And like I said, I had a friend that I was growing with, which was a girl. To be honest with you, I... I've been in the girls <laughs> ever since I was young. So it was nothing that really just made it, you know, that changed anything. Um, so the girl, she was real cool and real sweet when we first met, you know. And then I started finding out, like, she was jealous. You know, one of them people. I, I don't trust people that always got a comment like, ooh, Girl, your body is nice. Ooh, girl, you just so... You know what I'm saying? I don't trust people doing that no more because she was like that. In all reality, she was jealous of the fact that I had family members that loved me through whatever, and she didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? She was jealous of the fact that... I I mean, I'm not trying to talk shit about nobody, but this is just facts. Because if you felt like... Okay, put it like this. Okay, we're going to go deep. We're going to go deep. I'm going to tell my story. Fuck it. Um... <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to curse on him, but <laughs> am I? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, speak your truth. Okay. So, we uh, okay. So I'm I'm finding out that she cheating and all kind of shit. But in the meantime, I still got a boy in my back pocket. You know, he still think about getting married and all kind of shit. So she cheating. I'm like, okay, cool. You doing you? Okay, cool. Uh, all right. I asked about it. She lied. You know, um, then I found out the actual truth. So I left alone for a minute, came back. Uh, when I came back a couple of days after I came back, I went back in the house 
And the same person you cheating was in my goddamn house. So then I got spazzed out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, fuck this shit. I'm done with this shit. But then, to be honest with you, I was so, I was in love. I, I couldn't believe it because I had this guy that was my angel. And I was just like, man, fuck that shit. This girl got me, you know, head over heels. Um, So after that, uh, I had it was like, shit, I'm a tit for tat motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get her ass back. So I beat the motherfucker falling over me. Had to thinking like everything was good. And the whole time I got a whole nother, you know, whole nother female. This and this and that going on. She find out about it. Then she want to get physical. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a, I'm not a physical type of person unless I have to. You know. And at this point, I'm feeling like, okay, I fucked up. I don't want to put my hands on her. Whatever. She put shit on. She ended up fighting me. We about, we fighting for like two hours. And I'm not that kind of person. Two hours. Two hours. <laughs> she was very violent. Um, So we fighting for like two hours or whatever. And uh, she ended up actually st- cutting me with a fucking knife. Motherfucker crazy. So she, I'm like, man, fuck that shit. I text her like, man, I don't do that. Like, you, got, I, I got to go. Like, you know, I got to go. I can't. Mm-mm. I, I can't do this with you. And she, I ended up, she ended up texting me like, yeah, I love you, this and this and that. You know, when you in love, mm-hmm. you go back. Mm-hmm. Oh, you being know, stupid. It, being stupid. That's what I say on some dumb shit. <laughs> so, um, I go back. And when I go back this time around, it got worse. You know, you think it would get better, but it got worse because she would get mad about the dumbest shit. We arguing. You know, two females being together, that shit don't work because everybody's emotions is everywhere. You you don't want to feel like that person talking to you some type type of way. And then, you know what I'm saying? And they don't want you to feel like, you know, feel, you know how that goes. So, um, I, I ended up uh, still dealing with her. Man, this one time, this last time, um... Her friends called me and was like, yeah, she in the club doing this and this and that. I got fed up. Now, I was never the person to, to start the fights. But this particular day, man, I, she walked in the house and I just jacked her motherfucking ass up. You know, and then she like, oh, you want to fight? Uh, you know, so we fighting, you know. And what she did to me was real fucked up to a person that you love. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker, like while we fighting, she grabs something, she pick up an item, hit me in my goddamn head with this shit. And I'm talking about constantly. And then I noticed, like, when she put the item down, what the fuck it was? A high heel shoe. A person that love you don't do no shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Then you also, this is why I say the jealousy coming part. Why the hell you take my goddamn, I got a goddamn, uh, uh, a whole studio in the book bag. You go outside and throw that bitch on the ground. You know what I'm saying? That's real fucked up. That's jealousy. <laughs> Anybody could do something like that, that's jealousy, man. Because I'm not going to fuck up what you love, what you passionate about. So, um, okay, that's cool. Let that go. Um, moved on. She, she, you know, we thought that we was going to still last. You know, well, not really last, but still be able to live together. Then she lied to me and said the house was foreclosing. Come to find out that's not how that shit was. I had to go and live with my fucking daddy. Okay. It's- so he ended up getting out of prison. Yeah, he and oh my bad. I apologize. When he got out of prison, I I mean when he got out of prison. Okay, let's talk about that. When he got out of prison, I waited for him for years because I thought that she was going. You know, he was going to be there. 
come to find out, like, the only thing he gave a fuck about was his wife and them kids, you know? And that's real fucked up, you know? When you have other kids that you've been missing out their lives for all this goddamn time. We, shit, I was about 19, 20 by the time you came home. That's a long time to be gone from your kids, you know? Out your kids' lives. So, um... That was real for them. And when he came home, I looked out for him a lot. I looked out for him a lot. So when I got to his house, when I got to his house, it was just like, well, me looking out, it, I was making sure he got wherever he, he needed, making sure he got the this place, that place, dropped me off, dropped me off home. And shit, I mean, dropped me off to work and you go do what you got to do. Have my car. You know what I'm saying? You ain't on the insurance or nothing, but you can, you, you can have the car because I'm trying to look out because I'm a good hearted person. So, by that, with that being said, so I ended up uh, letting him do that. And, uh... How did that affect you, the way he acted when he got out? Like, what different emotions did you go through? Okay. At first, like, at, at that point, I was like, it was... My emotions was everywhere because I was dealing with... This was before the girl. This was me dealing while he was doing that. I was dealing with the fact that my ex-boyfriend had then went and found him another girl. And I thought that I could never have him back. So it was just like, I was going through a lot. I was like, man, then, you know, I got situations with my moms too that I'd rather not speak about. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't have affectionate parents at all. So... You know, not even hugging a motherfucker, telling you, like, have a good day at school. Or saying, even saying, I love you just out the blue. Or when you say bye or whatever, they, they don't do that. You, I got to tell you that I love you for you to say to me. That's fucked up, you know. But um, that's a whole other story, you know. Um, So, uh, that affected me a lot, like, to be honest. Like, like I said, I went through a depression. But, I mean, I overcame all that shit, you know. You know, you go through it and you learn from it. Like, hey, what you going to be moping about shit when people still moving on with their goddamn life? They going to still move on with their life and you in depression, sad. Man, you better get up and move on with your life too, you know? So, um, okay, so uh, after the girl. Oh, like, I, I moved in with my daddy. Okay, when I moved in with my daddy, it was a two-bedroom house. Him, his wife. Our three sisters and me, my twin sister, and my little sister. That's eight people living in a two-bedroom house. That was the worst experience in my fucking life. You know what I'm saying? It was real bad. It was real bad. Um, and that just taught me to get up and go do something. I, I mean, I was really the rock of me and my sisters. Like, when they needed anything, I made sure shit happened. Even when I was fucked up, I made sure shit was shit happened, regardless of what the hell I had to do. You know what I'm saying? Then when I'm living with him, my car fuck up. So I'm thinking like, okay, I gotta go to work. Is he gonna get up and make sure I get back and forth to work? No, but I made sure he got back and forth with the fuck he needed to go. I'm outside. I'm living in your house, and have to call a ride from. Work into work, that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? That's real fucked up. So when he did that, it just showed me like, shit, don't do shit for him no more. You know what I'm saying? When he needs something, don't don't go to his rescue. So um, uh, that that was one thing that, you know, that fucked me up. And then I moved on with life. I moved to Atlanta. I stayed down for a little minute. Moved to Atlanta. Um, Came, well, when I moved to Atlanta, I, before I moved, I met this 
I met this uh, I met this girl right, and um, how I met her was, I went to, I was delivering edible arrangements. That's something that I do on the side, okay. Um, so I was delivering edible arrangements, and when I did, um, it was this one girl. She was I don't know why the fuck I always fuck with people that's that's broken. You know what I'm saying? These people be broken as hell. <laughs> Me and love and shit, you know, and so, and so I, I ended up, uh, I ended up asking the girl, like, cause I seen that she was crying. So I'm like, what's going on? She's like, uh, well, I got, uh, my, my baby daddy just got, you know, just died today or whatever. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, well, I'm a, let me take you out for a drink. So ended up. Meeting her or whatever, um, later on that day, uh, buy her a bottle and everything. And when I did, we ended up, you know, linking up every day, every day. So, like I said, when people are jealous of you, it shows. I'm showing this, I'm showing this, this girl how I'm making money, what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying, and how I'm saving up my money. I started trusting her, putting the money in the goddamn house and shit, you know. So. All this time, I'm with this girl for, like, almost a year. And one day I wake up, and she about to take me to work. And when she's taking me to work, I walk in the goddamn room, and I and I see the motherfucker got something to her nose, right? And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, what the hell going on, you know? this long, All this time, me and you have been together, I ain't even knew you were sniffing fucking cocaine. So at that point, I'm like, shit, you got serious, uh, serious issues, and you got secrets. I don't want no parts. So I text, I'm like, I don't want no parts or whatever. Um, ended up uh, going to work. The next day she texts me and like, oh, um, I, uh, I I hope we could still be friends. So, you know, like I said, I try to be a good hearted person because at this point I feel like she ain't did nothing to me. You know, I just found out some shit that, that wasn't cool that I disagree with. So I was like, okay, we can still be cool, whatever. Um, ended up. Being cool with the girl. Well, no, ended up uh, calling her after I got off of work. She didn't answer the phone. She texted me about 1, 12 o'clock in the morning and says, you still got clothes over here. Come and get them. I go to the goddamn house, but I ain't stupid. You know what I'm saying? I go with a goddamn pistol on me because I'm seeing that you sniffing cocaine. You obviously got some, some fucked up shit going on. So I was just like, I don't trust her. I walk in the house. As soon as I walk in the house, I'm going towards the sunroom. As soon as I walk in the house, a dude just hit me. And I'm fighting the dude back all of a sudden. Went, the gun was in my pocket. All of a sudden, he pulls his gun out, so I'm looking for my shit. She just snatched the shit off of me as soon as he had to snuck me. You know what I'm saying? So he ended up putting the gun, you know, pistol whipping me or whatever, putting the gun to my head like, oh, bitch, I'm going to blow your brains out, this and this and that. And I'm just like, Hey, uh, I'm just like a shock because she in the back, like just watching it, not saying chill out, not saying stop. So it was a setup. She ain't saying anything. So I'm like, at that point, it was just like, boy, it's some fucking dirty ass people in this world. Like that's fucked up. How the hell I just was with you Monday <laughs> and then here it is Wednesday. You set me up to get fucking robbed. You know what I'm saying? And that that's real fucked up. So I just was like, man, part of me wanted revenge, but 
you know, I let God deal with it. You know what I'm saying? All I'm going to do is prosper from that situation. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to prosper. Because that's how you kill people when you making more than what, you know what I'm saying? You making more than what they making and they want to do the things that you do in their life and they can't do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's how, that's how that situation went. Real fucked up. Um... I mean, I really... You got to ask me some questions. I, I mean... <laughs> I mean I've, been, I've been talking to you about this. I, was, I, was you. I didn't okay. want to interrupt. Okay, I'm sorry. But did something happen to you in your life that led you to liking the same sex? Like, were you molested or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, by, 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 by my cousin. Okay. Yeah, for for... Yeah, and crazy part is, I told my goddamn daddy it was his. It was his nephew. I told my daddy he he had like it didn't mean shit to him. Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that that is true. And what, that's why I don't want to deal with me. And what age were you? And how long did it continue to happen? Eight eight years old. Um, and it continued for like a year and a half. Year and a half. And do you still see that same family member? I do. And when you see them, like, what different emotions do you feel? And did you ever, did you all have a conversation? To be honest with you, I don't got shit to say to them because you're a a fucked up person. You, You sick, you know what I'm saying? Somebody tell you to stop, you fucking stop. And that's just that. First off, you're... We're fucking cousins. That's sick. That's fucking sick. That's beyond sick. Um, but um, when I see him, I used to. When I used to see him, I used to feel disgusted. But like I told you, it's like I'm to the point where I'm letting shit go. That when I see him, I still feel disgusted. But I, it don't bother me as much anymore. So, does it come to your mind every day? Like, when you're in a relationship with a female, does, like, do you, what goes on in your mind? Do you say, like, I'm with this female because of what happened to me? Or is that something that you really like? To be honest with you, I think it's just something that I just really like. But, you know, men do, I like, men, I just can't do, I can't do it. Um, the reason why I did my ex-boyfriend is because he was different. He was a whole different man, had a whole different mindset about life and things, you know. But I feel like all men want the same thing. All men are disgusting. They do anything for sex. And that just got on true because I know a lot of, not all men, but I know most men are like that because I know a lot of females that have been like that. You know what I'm saying? I know a f- female right now that, that daddy did that to her until she was about, what, 13, 14? That's, that, that, that's fucked up. That's, that, that's some fucked up shit to do that to your own fucking child, your own seed. Like, that, that's crazy, you know? And did you tell, like, your mom about yep. it? And mm-hmm. did she... What happened was I told my uh, my cousins and... They ended up telling my mom, man, she reacted real badly about it. She was real pissed off, yeah. Um. Okay. And what's your relationship like with your father now? 
We don't talk, to be honest. Like, I talked to him the other day, but in order for me to hear from him, I got to call his phone. He don't call my phone, um, which is fucked up because you've been out my life for all this time. And then you come, you know, you, you should try to make a, a bond with me. You should try to, you know, grow some kind of connection with me, but you don't do that. Um, so, I mean, we don't, we don't talk. And do you think that everything that you have gone through in your life, because I know you said that you always end up with meeting people who are broken. Do you think that, why do you think that? Why do you think that that's the only type of people you meet, like, from your life experiences? I got two reasons why I feel like that. Um, I feel like, one, because I got some missing pieces, too. You know, I'm broken also. Um, it's a lot that I've been missing in life too, you know, and two is because I feel like I'm an angel, you know, God, God put me here for a purpose, you know, he, he made sure that, you know what I'm saying? That I was able to, uh, make a impact on someone's life, you know, and I'm a good hearted person. I, but it, it always fucked me up in the end because I'd be too good hearted to people and, they they cross me every time, you know. And how do you cope with all of these situations? I know you say you feel like you're you you are broken. So how do you cope with with all of this that has happened in your life and the things that you are dealing with now? Well, uh, I mean, shit. Do you I, write? Do I, you... Yeah, that's well. To be honest with you, I go in the studio because I don't write any of my music. Um, what I do is I just put the fucking headphones in and tell how I feel about everything. You know, I don't write anything. If I, that's how I'm feeling at the time, that's what I'm going to talk about. You know, uh, music is, you know, music and, and reading books and writing in my, my notepad. I write a little poem or something, but, um, music, music, I'll go, you know, shoot, shoot some hoops or whatever. Like I told you, I was playing basketball, so. That's how I cope with situations. Okay. Um, now, I isolate myself, too. I isolate myself from everybody. When yeah. I'm going through things, I isolate myself. I don't want to be around nobody. Now, do you think that's a good thing? <laughs> no. Um, It's a good and bad thing. Because you don't want everybody to know what you're going, going through. Because everybody is not genuine and everybody don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And it's a bad thing because some... Well, not me... You know, but some people can't deal with that because they, they get suicidal, you know, so. So how, what advice could you give to those who's listening, who's actually going through the things that you're going through? Like, what advice could you give to them? The advice I can give to them is that, I mean, you got to keep on living. Um, serve your purpose on this earth. Uh, put God first, most of all. Um, read, you know, read your Bible. Put God first, pray, because when you pray, things do get better. You know, people think that it's just a saying, though. When you pray, things do get better. Um, uh, also, find something that you like to do. Like, if you like to just go in the park and just chill and listen to nature, look at nature, listen to everything that's going on around you, do that. You know, um, anything you like to do, I mean, put your time in that, because... I mean, 
you only get one life to live. You know what I'm saying? And you got to live your life the best way that you can because they not going to give a fuck. Who, what you went through and what somebody did to you, they not going to care. You got to move past that. You know what I'm saying? You got to move past it and live your life. And what advice could you give to the fathers out there who's listening, who don't have a relationship with their children? Like, what advice could you give to them and let and let them know how important it is to have a relationship with your children and how it can affect? Listen, what, what I can say is, shit. <laughs> The child wouldn't be here without your nut. <laughs> it's your child, man. I mean, everybody needs a father. Especially the especially young men. And girls too, because you know, they, they need to learn what, what it feels like what it is for a man to love them. That's why like a lot of females look for love and these men that ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't men have that a broken. Exactly. Um that's why they, you know, look for that because they didn't, they never had no father, no, you know, no man to show them what love really is. Um, so, I mean, what I, my advice is step up and be a father. You know, you, you brought that child into this life, you know, um, do it before it's too late, you know, cause some, some men, I, I mean, some men get mad because, you know, they kids are gay or, you know, the young boy is gay or whatever. But you wasn't in that young boy life for him to know what it is to be a man. He was raised by his mother. And he was around his his sisters all his life. You know what I'm saying? So you can't judge him. You weren't even in this goddamn life to judge him. You know what I'm saying? So uh, to the fathers, be a part of your kid's life, man. Because it just, that's sucker moves. The, the not being a part of your kid's life, that's sucker moves. It is no other way around that. You a sucker. You can't get no respect in the streets. I mean, they do, but it's fucked up that they do. You can't get no real respect in the streets. And to be honest with you, I feel like you ain't gonna make it to heaven like that. Period. And that's just the God on the truth. You, I mean, you brought that child into this life. Period. And what about the mothers who don't, who's listening, who don't show affection towards their children? do it because they gonna look for it elsewhere you got people out here that looking for love elsewhere and thinking that this person loved them or that person loved them or reality that person don't love them and then they gonna then your child gonna be in a fucked up situation where they can't go back you know so you gotta love you gotta love your kids like you gotta love your kids you gotta i mean tell your kids that you love them every day you ain't got to say it every day, but say it every other day. At least um, send them a text. Hey, how you doing? I'm just checking on your day. I uh, hope your day is well. No matter how old they get, from when they're an infant until they're 50 years old, if you're still in that child life, let that child know that you love them because they came out of your womb. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, it's, it, that shit really affects people. Like, it really does. Like, because I know because I went through it. And what's your definition of love? Real love. Um, real love is someone who loves you unconditionally, um, through good and bad. 
you know what I'm saying, be there for you. Um, someone who lets you keep it real with you, you know what I'm saying, let you know when you're wrong, when you're right, uh, got your back through thick and thin. Um, also, someone that show just somebody that just show you that they love you. You got to show somebody you love them before you tell them, basically. And tell us a little bit about um, your song, We Can't Be Friends. What (laughs) situation did that come from? That came from from the first girl that I told you about. Um, The uh, the one that um, that I told you we were in a relationship while me and a guy. Yeah, it came from her. Oh, like I said in the song, like, we can't be friends, we can't be nothing. She hit me up like, can we can we be friends? Can No, we can't be anything because you talked about me to your new girlfriend. That That's the number one. You can't, you're not supposed to do that. You know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to do that. Talk to me about what you got to talk to me about. You don't go and vent to another motherfucker about what we got going on. You know what I'm saying? That was the number one. That, that was a rule that she broke. You lied to me. Um, you were dishonest. Um, disloyal. Um... She she talked about me. The reason why I said, if you listen to the song, I said, you talked about me, talked about me. Um, you thought I couldn't swim, you tried to drown me. What that mean is that why I can't why I said that was because she went live about me telling like all kind of shit, all you know, business about my family, business about and she tried to bring me down, but bitch I came up all talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you couldn't bring me down basically. So it was about my ex girlfriend and it was just to let her know like we can't be friends. We can't. It. We can't be anything. It's dead. I don't even want to do business with you. Anything. When you talk about me, it's over with. You talked about me and try to bash my name on the internet. It's no part. Nah. And throughout all the life, the throughout all the situations that you've encountered in life, what was the biggest lesson you learned? Trust no one. And that's just the God on the truth. Trust no one. Um, put yourself first. Put God first. Um, love yourself. That's the number one. That 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 should have been the first thing I said out my mouth. Love yourself because guess what? If you don't love yourself, nobody else will. And also, and even if nobody else will love you, as long as you got self love, then that's the best love. Is all I'm saying. So that I mean, that's the biggest. Thing I learned throughout life. Love yourself. Because, I mean, to be honest with you, when I was young, I had a hard time doing that. So, now, as I didn't, you know, matured, I learned to love myself, most of all. Gotta love yourself. Gotcha. And where can people find you? And if someone have any questions about what you spoke about on the podcast, like, how can they find you? And how can they listen to your music? Uh, music is everywhere, um, on all platforms, especially Can't Be Friends, that's all, that's the new single right now. Um, Spotify, Apple Music, um, Tidal, Pandora, uh, it's everywhere. Um, for them to be able to find me, I am on Instagram at View, L-V-I, that's View Livy. Um, also Facebook. Lyrically, very intelligent. Um, that's where they can find me on Facebook. Twitter, I am Livy. 
and uh, the music is everywhere. <laughs> and how do you spell Livy? L-V-I. Alright, until next time, Paint to Purpose with Aisha Monique. It was a pleasure, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Paint to Purpose Podcast. You can find each and every episode on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast Hub, SoundCloud, and HeavyTraffic.com. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Also, follow me on Instagram at underscore pain, the number two, purpose, underscore. You can also email me at pain, the number two, purpose, podcast at gmail.com.